Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Validated by Victoria. I'm so glad to have you here. I'm finally back in studio because I've been traveling. It's been it's been a little bit of a whirlwind for me. So I finally closed on my new house. I have been just traveling. I feel like everywhere. So I did a couple episodes on the road. Um, yeah, I, I'm just happy to be back in studio with like the better lighting and the better equipment and stuff. But I'm glad you guys have been tuning in. I think I we've been hitting a lot of downloads, which I'm pretty happy about. I feel like I haven't been doing the best uh, promo and Instagram. But if you guys don't know, like I work like five different jobs. <laughs> so my life kind of gets a little hectic and I kind of lose myself and forget about myself. Um, along with all the stuff going on in Fort Myers, I've just been trying to live life a little bit. And, uh, and then I've been working my full-time job in like commercial investments sector and getting ready for all these events coming up and the holidays and closing on a new house and then doing some brand deals like with Bovada Casino. If you haven't seen all that, I've been going live um, like three times a month, been doing a lot of posts with them. So if you haven't, definitely go check them out. Hit my link on Bovada. It helps me and it's fun games to play. I've been doing sports betting. I, I've just been living like kind of a crazy life. My phone goes off like freaking nonstop. I have two phones now. Like who am I? who am I? Two phones is like too much to handle. There was like one day I was like on both of my phones, like texting and my friend's like, what in the world is going on? But that's just how I need to double task. I need to multitask. Honestly, I need to like quadruple task at this point. I need another version of myself to help me. And maybe one day I'll be like cool enough to get an assistant. So till that day, I'll be uh, rolling with two phones and running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So that's just been my life lately. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to be back in studio, happy to get like some really amazing guests still continuing to come on. Uh, I've been pushing hard to get some really cool people on. Last week we had Daniel Snow from Rap TV. If you haven't checked that out, I'll be promoing that on my Instagram and social media soon, but he is completely awesome. Such a genuine person, Graham Bunn, who does a lot of, um, country music singers. I, he interviews a lot of them. He, he does a lot of stuff. He was on the bachelor. Amazing guy. We've had some really amazing guests so far and I'm excited to continue and grow this podcast, get, you know, stories that are valid from people's lives and just get to know them as a person. And, um, today I have, uh, and you guys know, I'm going to preface this because I, I did the interview with Sarah and Meg. Hopefully I'm saying her Emig, Sarah Emig. <laughs> I can't get it right. Sarah Emig. Um, amazing, beautiful, talented girl. Uh, I saw, I was just scrolling on Instagram, like trying to find really cool people to interview. I saw her not only she's beautiful, she advocates for mental health. She DJ, she has a lot of substance in her life. Um, but I, I don't watch TV. And if you guys know that I've said that over and over again, I don't even watch the bachelor. I've never watched a solo episode of the bachelor, which is like one of the most watched reality shows. I, I, I just kind of rid myself of TV after my mom passed. And it has been really focused on like growing and building myself and finding out what the next thing was. But I saw her, she was on F boy Island. I'm like, what is F boy? Island? I've had a lot of F boys in my life, but I've never had them all on an island. So I really want to know what that was about. So she gave us the recap of this show. I guess it's a new show, F Boy Island on HBO Max. She talks about her experience with that. I, and I was really, really happy to have her on. Um, amazing girl. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this interview with Sarah Emig. All right, guys, I'm really excited to have Sarah Emig, right? Yes, Emig. Studio <laughs> today. Not only, I mean, you're stunning. You, like you popped up on the screen, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I've seen you on Instagram. Oh my God, thank you. And, and you never know. Sometimes thank people, you. Want girls on Instagram, I see that a lot in Miami. I'm like, 
Is this the same person? But you look actually better oh, on yeah, the video. I, I've never fl- truly met you in person, but I was just telling her earlier, guys, that Sarah, um, I was just kind of like doing, I guess, Instagram stalking. And guys, like, I think, <laughs> think like, oh, you know, we're just like, looking or shopping but I'm also looking at hot chicks on Instagram because I like to know okay. like see what they're doing I, I don't know if that's the same for you and I, I came across you and I'm like oh my gosh I want her on my podcast so she was on f-boy island doing some DJing stuff which I think is pretty dope so I wanted to have you on the pod so thank you for tuning in I know you're on LA time so I really appreciate you being here yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I haven't done an interview in a while, so I'm a little rusty, but Oh no. Well, look, so about, well, about this podcast. Excited. Yeah, well, about this podcast, like it's just honestly like a conversation. Sometimes we drink, sometimes we don't. It's midday and I got out of a meeting, so I should have brought a bottle of tequila for myself. That's what I need right now. But uh, it's just like a fun conversation is get to know you and let my like people who uh, listen to me, watch me, get to know some awesome people, um, especially in the social media realm, because a lot of people have a lot of um, negative connotations about that. And I know you do some social media stuff. You talk a lot about mental health, which I think is very important for people to listen um, and hear about. But, I, you know, tell, tell the fans, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, well, my backstory, I, I guess my first entrance into all of this was F-Boy Island. Um, they casted me literally, literally out of nowhere. I'm from Chicago. They found me on Instagram DM'd me. We went back and forth and did a couple of interviews. And then, uh, yeah, I went on that show. And if you don't know anything about it, basically, it is a show on the pretense of fuckboys versus nice. Can I swear on here? Yeah, you can go for it. Go for it. We do it all the time. Um, Well, we call them F-boys on the show, but it's it's basically fuckboys (laughs) versus nice guys. Um, And it's three girls against 27 guys. So it was absolutely insane. Um, I think the idea of it was it to be a bachelorette style type of show but where the girls were empowered more than the guys um at the end that wasn't necessarily the case but (laughs) um throughout the season basically we eliminate guys and at the end there's a chance to win a hundred thousand dollars um and i was the one that got screwed over at the end with an f-boy because i chose an f-boy so um it didn't end up so well on the show but afterwards it did open up a lot of doors for me and it made me I don't know. It was a learning experience and it's something that a lot of people don't get to experience in their lifetime. So, um, I'm someone who likes to take risks. I had a great time and, uh, yeah. And now I'm having, I moved out to LA and I'm, I'm having a great time over here. So what are you doing now since the show? And I definitely want to get into the show, but kind of want a current update on your life. I, I see, like, I saw the DJing. I, I see a lot of modeling pictures. I love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> My Instagram needs a lot of work right now because no, I've been taking amazing. a break. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my, my hair is red now. I used to be blonde. I it's love been a it. Whole journey, but, I've seen that on TikTok. Um, a lot of people are going like red or like that. Um, I don't know. Auburn <laughs> color. That's like the thing, but it looks amazing on you. I think I would just look crazy, <laughs> but it looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I swear to God, I, I think I went red before other people started doing it. And okay. then started doing it and I'm like well now I can't post about it because now it just seems like I'm hopping on a trend stop you can post <laughs> um, about it yeah 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 I, I probably will. I'm actually changing it back on on Wednesday but oh, okay then never uh, mind you can't post now I gotta keep the post up to date yeah gotta keep it relevant right <laughs> um but yeah anyways now I'm working on uh a DJ career I guess um there's it's, it's so tough 
out, um, you know, trying to figure out what you want to do in life. Like, uh, especially coming into LA, I had like such a solid plan of what I thought I wanted to do. Like I wanted to start a podcast, get into YouTube more and like be on social media. Um, but now I feel like if you're on social media without much of a purpose and you're just there to be hot or like, you know, there's so many hot girls on Instagram and I feel like I have a lot more to provide to the world. And um, I think, you know, DJing is always something that I've been interested in. I am a big fan of festivals. Like, um, I don't know. I, I'm into headbanger music. I don't know if you, if you're a big festival goer or not. I, I'm not because uh, I'm from North Carolina. So I love, I love a good okay. country music, but I do have a lot of DJ friends. And so I, you know, I know how hard they work, but I, I, yeah. I love girl DJs. So every, anytime I can listen to a girl DJ, I can, but I'm like, I'm country at heart, but I don't know <laughs> what headbanger music is. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you can teach me something about country music because I will. that's something I still haven't the two step, developed much two step class for. over here. <laughs> and I think that's what I'll teach. Um, well, what is headbanger? I'm now I'm so curious. <laughs> well, my so in back in college, my um, friend introduced me to it. My first experience ever with with festivals was the most hardcore thing that you can think of. It was a, ba- a bass nectar concert. Have you heard of bass nectar? Yeah, I have. Yeah, so she took me to my first concert ever. It was like a three-day bass nectar festival. And my first experience into it was basically getting thrown into all these like crazy people that like made weird facial expressions and were just like headbanging. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that really threw me for, for a loop. But that was my first entrance into like the festival scene. And as I started to grow and um, like get to know more artists and I developed more of like a a love for it basically. And like, there's nothing that beats the feeling of like being at a live show with people that you care about and like just vibing to the music basically, which sounds so like hippie, but um, it, I don't know. I just, I, I developed a real love for it. So that's something that um, I've always been interested in. And now I have the capability to, to kind of like, you know, move a direction and move that direction in my career. So um yeah, it's been great. I've I've been working on a, a bunch of sets. I played my first That's show awesome. in Chicago a few weeks ago, and so now that I've ripped the bandaid off, I'm just like I'm like I'm ready to go. Let's let's do it now. <laughs> oh, you played your first show back in your hometown, Chicago. Is Chicago yeah. your hometown? That's so awesome. Yeah. And now, what's next? Do you have anything else lined up or? Um, not at the moment. I think that was me kind of testing the waters yeah. to see if I really if it was really something I wanted to do. Um. But I think what appeals to me about DJing is that it is a very male-dominated space. And I think, you know, like I was saying earlier, I want to provide something more. I want to be like an inspiration to girls because I feel like a lot of people who watch dating shows or girls who watch dating shows, um, they, you know, they think that dating a guy is like the best thing that you can do in life or like they, they get so consumed by you know, our culture today. It's like, oh, you need a, a guy to survive or like... Mm-hmm not to survive, but you need to be in a relationship to be happy. And I think that by showing girls that there's other cool things that you can do, like DJing and, uh, you know, show your path in a male-dominated space, I think that would be a really valuable lesson um, that I can, like, put out there. Uh, so I'm just, yeah, doing my best. I love that. Um, I have no no events coming up in the near future, but I think I'm really just going to start developing, like, my my style because there's so many different types of music out there. So. Yeah. 
No, that's awesome. And I love that you say that. I like actually my friend and I, my best friend and I had a heart to heart about it. And a lot of people are like, why do you hustle so hard? And that's why I like bringing on like not only beautiful like ladies or beautiful people who they have like something more to offer in life. Cause you know, they see, oh, this is another Instagram model. Like, come on. No, yeah. there's like so much more substance. And that's what, you know, kind of attracted me, I guess you could say to you. And, um, and that's what my friend and I were talking about a lot of you see this even today you know there is a lot of female empowerment but there's still that push where it's like oh you should you know you need to be in a relationship to get married have kids to be happy and I mean mm-hmm. I'm, I grew up in the south so that's like such a stigma and people look at me and they're like are you okay because I'm almost 30 uh, and I'm still single but I, I've, I've I'm the happiest I've ever been and I've, I've been uh really pushing my business and pushing myself to do other things and bring uh, happiness in my life. And that's what life's all about. You got to find something that gives you purpose and makes you happy. But yeah, like uh, there's a lot of females and I I preach this. Don't rely too heavily on a man because that man can leave you and then you're left with nothing. And I've seen friend after friend get engaged. They give up, the guy makes them give up everything and then they're left with nothing and they have to start all over. And that's something I'm like, Everyone needs to have their own thing. Uh, and, you know, some people are happy being a housewife, but that just, that scares me. That scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have my own thing going. And just in case, no matter what happens, you always have, you always have yourself. So um, I, I'm glad yes. you share that message. You know, you know, have your, have your own thing, have substance, have something going on in your life. I, I completely agree with all that. But yeah. so uh, we're, we're going to backtrack now. So we, we got DJ and you have a lot of substance in your life. What? So F boy Island, I see these like reality people slide in my DMS all the time. I'm like, what? And I can't do, I can't do all that. But I, <laughs> I'm always like in awe of people who like, go on the dating shows. Like, I don't know. I'm just scared. My dad would watch and judge, but like how, like how did that happen? So like they, I'm, I'm assuming you said they slid in your DMs and you just applied and you got in. It w- was it on in an exotic location? Okay, so I'm just gonna preface this too. I don't watch TV. Like I'm the weirdo yeah. who like has no TV, no subscription. I do have Netflix just for when friends come over, uh, but I, I I just don't watch TV because I just pride myself on being busy. But um, and but I've heard of this show. Is it is it on a, at least an exotic location? <laughs> Get to go somewhere fun. Yeah, it was a, in the Cayman Islands. Okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, they slid in my DMs. And I literally, it was such a whirlwind experience for me because I went through the interview process and then they're like, okay, we, it's between you and another girl at the very end. And um, they ended up not booking my flight until like the, literally the day before. So it was crazy. crazy. It was like the dead of winter in Chicago. So I had no summer clothes whatsoever. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I was like, am I in or not? Like, I need to get some things figured out. I need yeah. to like figure out, like, that was also the time when my, my lease was ending. Um, so I had to basically figure it all out within like a week if, if I was going to go or That's not. Too much but, um, I'm type A. I need, yeah, I need to plan out. Give me a month at least. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, and then we got on and we went to the Cayman Islands and it was also during COVID times too. Mm-hmm. So we had to do like a 14 day quarantine that was stressful. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Nikki Glazer is the host and she's someone that I've always like watched. I don't know if you've seen any of her specials, but she's, I think she's amazing. Um, and we got to meet her and then all the guys and, um, yeah, it was, it was quite, quite the experience. I, I definitely learned a lot about, like, I've obviously never been on a show before, so yeah. I learned a lot about the whole experience and like, um, 
it was interesting, like being behind the scenes for once. Cause I, I was also someone who also used to watch a lot of dating shows and it's so weird because I don't, I don't really watch them anymore, but I should. <laughs> um, but now that I've been on one, I don't really have an interest for some reason, but yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's because, you know, I've had some friends on dating shows some friends who've been on the bachelor come on here and I get the same story about how like producers shape things and TV can mold things and yeah you kind of take that risk and take that chance and now like mm-hmm. knowing their behind the scenes stories like you get a whole different picture and I, I bet it'd be interesting if you're like sitting there watching a bunch of those shows and you're like mm, that's a producer edit like you know stuff yeah. like that so <laughs> I, I hear that all the time they're like well that was you know the producers kind of egging it on is that something that you dealt with like you're kind of like oh I got egged on to say something or do something well the the thing about it was they they never really in my situation, at least, I don't know if it's different for other shows. They, they never really told us what to say, but we were put in situations where like, you know, you're not allowed to talk to this person or Mm. basically all of our interactions with people who were actually on the show had to be on camera. And we had two separate producer teams, like one for the guys and one for the girls, and they weren't really allowed to interact. So meanwhile, while the guys are over, like having the time of their lives, (laughs) like growing out over at, F boy or the F boy. Um, I forget why I'm blanking on the name, but they had a section where all the uh, F boys were like partying and having fun together. And meanwhile, the girls are like over here in the corner, like we're trying to dissect like what the guys might do or say in the next interaction. And um, I feel so like I think typical like girl guy thing. Like the, there's these memes I see where it's just like what, what girls think you're doing versus like what the guys are actually like playing video games yeah, or growing exactly. out. <laughs> <laughs> we're over yeah. here like having. I, mean, I I had this last night. I'll just say there's this guy like, and I'm like over here like having like dissecting like his stories and stuff and why he's over. He was like, oh, I was just playing video games with my friend. I'm like, are you serious? So <laughs> I think that's that's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there was there was that dynamic going on. And then um, just the whole, I think what was the most, or the, the area that, that the producers had the most control over things, you could say, is like it was a first season show. So we really had no idea what to expect or what was going on. Like we had no idea how the money was going to work at the end. Um, so all we could really do is like, you know, take it moment by moment and like, uh, basically just follow our hearts and I know like CJ, she's one of my really good friends from the show. She, she knew to, how to play the game pretty much from the beginning where she knew it, it wouldn't be good to, you know, give a, an F boy a chance. And she knew to give that nice guys more of a chance to, you know, make their mark at the end. And me, I more so just followed it based off of my connection with people because yeah. it's really subjective how you define yourself as like an F boy versus nice guy. I, and I end, I still ended up choosing wrong, <laughs> you could say, at the end. But um, I think that was the biggest surprise for me is because like the girls throughout the season had the uh, the say and like who stayed and who went. So at the end, I thought we would also have a say in like the money uh, aspect of things. So if you haven't watched it, basically at the end, I had a choice between a nice guy and an F boy. And I ended up going with, I didn't see, first of all, I didn't see a relationship with either of them after yeah. the show. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm on TV. I'm, I'm not here to play it safe. I'm going to take a risk because I felt like I didn't, I'd been playing it safe the entire season. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to choose the guy that will make the biggest splash for me. Um, and again, I thought the girls would have been safe because of, you know, how the season was going and it was a women empowered show. 
Um, but how it turned out was if you chose a nice guy, uh, you automatically split $100,000 with you and your guy. And if you chose an F boy, he gets to decide whether he keeps the money or splits it with you. Yeah. And at that moment, I just saw red and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> oh. I have made the worst decision ever. Um, and he kept the I money. Didn't think, yeah, basically he chose the money, which I probably would have done the same in yeah. that situation. Not blaming him. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Yeah. Uh, but the twist of the show is um, instead of giving that 100K to the fuck boy, they end up giving it to a charity of my choice, which I thought was a really great great way to do it. Spin because it at the end, yeah, they don't want the, the F boys to win, um, which I, I thought was really great. But at the end, I was like, you really screwed us because, you know, it was a lose-lose situation. None of, none of us walked away with money really <laughs> so that's it was, it was just a, a little bit of an embarrassing moment but we got over it uh like how what did he like how do you come what did he say I mean I'm not gonna lie I haven't watched the show so this, I'm like wow you're hmm. giving me like the spark notes so like what happened they're like haha here's your money psych it's for charity yeah well he probably the, was like <laughs> I think I think we this was another thing that I think you know, again, producers weren't like telling us what to say, but they also yeah. weren't telling us anything. So I think we both thought we both expected a different outcome by making yeah. the choices that we did. So we were both in shock. And um, I think, you know, he was obviously upset that he didn't get to walk away with any money. Um, but and I, I was, too, but at least it was going towards a good cause. And I ended up donating all that money to a charity called Thorn, which is um, if you don't know, it's Ashton Kutcher's. Uh, charity and it helps prevent against uh, or not prevent against but it helps the the whole issue of um, child trafficking so mm. they have a like a software in place to help um, you know kids who are getting there are kids unfortunately who are getting sold on like the black market and um, things like that so I'm really proud that I was able to you know at least take those earnings from the show and put them towards a good cause so yeah, I mean, now you're making an impact helping children and effing that F boy, really. Uh, so what happened? I, I, you know, I was like, I kind of did a quick little search and was it was it his name Garrett? I don't really know. I see a lot of guy, I see a lot of news about you and a guy named Garrett. Yeah, I love Garrett. not looking people up because I'd just rather hear the story from the horse's mouth than Google. Yes. <laughs> so who who was this Garrett guy? Um, he, is that the F boy or no? Or yeah, he was the F boy. Oh, okay. yep. Did y'all end up dating because yeah. it kept saying that? Or was that just Google <laughs> just making some, something up? Well, again, not everything you see on reality TV is completely real. You're not yeah. getting the whole story. There That'll are certain good. things that I can't say. Oh, but, okay. Um, All right. You don't have to say it, but I, yeah, yeah. I just saw the, the Garrett guy. Basically we did, we did end up, end up hanging up, hanging out after the show. So oh, okay. are y'all friends or is, is anything to say about that? Good, good terms now or. Yeah, we're on good terms. We're friends, but don't really like interact in each other's lives anymore. But um, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's something to say about these shows in general, where it's like, e even if you're portrayed as a villain on the show, the villain probably isn't as bad in real life as you think they are. And then same with me, uh, like, I'm not as much of a nice girl, you could say, or like as much of a sweetheart as they, <laughs> as they showed me. To I be. mean, who really is a full sweetheart? I'm sorry, I've met some of these sweethearts. And I'm like, 
I, I, it's funny when you meet some of these influencers and celebrities in person, some people that you would think are, oh, they're the meanest person, have been like the nicest people, especially when I went to New York Fashion Week. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Then you kind of know. Like, it's funny. And especially living here in Miami, you live in LA, you get to like kind of get to know the ins and outs. And people are like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I love that person. It's like America's sweetheart. I'm like, that is the that is the meanest girl I've ever come across. But you know what? I'm going to keep my mouth shut. But all right. It's just funny how people portray themselves. But I don't, I don't think anyone's 100% a, an angel. Yeah. If they no, are, definitely. then they don't belong here on earth. But like, Lord have mercy. Yeah. Like, I don't believe that. But I mean, but what happened to the nice guy? Like, what is his name? Um, his name's Josh. I actually saw him when I was in Chicago. He came to my DJ set. Aww. So we had a nice little reunion. So he there. is that a nice, nice guy. He came to your DJ set, even though you rejected yeah, him. Yeah, he is nice. National TV. You're like, not you, F boy. He effed me over. But then the whole <laughs> production effed everybody over. And sent it. But and actually, a whole was good. Sent it to charity. This poor guy over here is left standing like crap. Yeah. And, but he comes that to your is, DJ that, set. Yeah. So that's the sweetest guy. So he's actually a really nice guy. He is. And that was something that I, that if I did have one regret on the show, I obviously don't regret anything because of the way, you know, it turned out, it was all for the better, but, uh, I do wish that I had, you know, not given him more of a chance, but like, I, I do feel like I caught him by surprise at the end, uh, because Josh is a really solid guy. Like he's so trustworthy, so kind, so nice. And like, I, I really wish that, you know, I wish the best for him and I still, you know, we're still friends on Instagram to this day. And I still get comments about like, I wish you and Josh would get back together or like, <laughs> have you ever thought about um, getting with Josh or does he have a girlfriend or what, what's up with Josh? I don't know Josh's situation. He also lives in Chicago and uh, I live in LA. So I don't really picture myself are. doing like a long distance kind of thing. And I don't, I don't definitely don't see myself going back to Chicago because it's, that's the whole reason why I left. It's yeah. cold as fuck. I can't do cold. <laughs> I lived in Manhattan for a little bit and it was, and it hit the winter time and I'm like, this was the worst. And my dog hated it. I can't do the cold. That's why I live down here in South Florida. So it's warm all year round. LA, the same, the same thing. I just, I'm just an East coast girl at heart, but like what, have you been dating in LA? Like how, how's that? Are you just more been focused on yourself or? Dude, dating in LA is I so bad. <laughs> I was so about bad. to say. <laughs> I was about to say. People are like, "Oh my gosh, I want to date in LA," and I'm like, "Girl or guy." Like me and my friends have tried LA, and I'm like, "It's it's almost equivalent as Miami, but a little bit worse." I yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. I'm sure, I don't even know about the dating scene in Miami. Is it bad? Also, um, it's a lot of Peter Pan. I mean, I feel like in all the major cities, there's a lot. It's the Peter Pan syndrome. That goes around and yeah. it's just like sugar daddy madness. And I know Miami is like sugar daddy, like crazy madness, like nonstop. Like it's almost too much. And I'm, I'm a very like independent girl. So like, I don't want any of that. Um, but it's it, dating down here is crazy. I mean, but I've been focused on myself, but I can only imagine LA is definitely a different scene. I, you know, and I shouldn't be saying this, but like my friend dated a guy from LA or, yeah, and he like came and or date went on a date, um, and he came over here and he was like, I right, planned this whole date out, and he brought a suitcase. <laughs> I can't tell the friend who this is about because he's gonna know, but he brought a suitcase just, and I'm just like, why is what is up with these LA men? <laughs> and he brought a suitcase on a date, and he took his suitcase to live, and I'm like, this is the oh you have the most wild date. That's I can't do LA, but what was um, in the suitcase? 
Um, I mean, he just thought he was going to come stay over, but like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't reveal the whole details because no one give give it away who it was. But um, yeah, he just thought he was gonna like I guess stay over. Or, I don't know. It was just very presumptuous. I, yeah, that's what I get yeah. LA. But I, I can only imagine. I do love LA, and I think it's a good place to like find yourself, and especially with music. A lot of people on the West Coast, a lot of my musician friends are either in Nashville or in LA, and I feel like LA and West Coast is a good hub to DJ. Also Miami too. I'm not gonna lie. There's some good. Good DJs. Have you ever yeah, thought about coming over to Miami or are you just now you're just an LA girl? I have. I've thought about Miami. I think I'm going to give LA at least another year. Yeah. Um, I just signed a lease for a new place. So I'm happy yeah. about that. Um, awesome. But yeah, I mean, I, I think there's good and bad parts about LA and I think you're going to find good and bad people everywhere you yeah. go. And especially in big cities, like you were saying, it does attract like, um, kind of the worst and the best people. So you have to have like a really good uh, like radar, of, you know, and like uh, intuition on on who has good intentions and who doesn't. Um, as far as like going back to what you're saying, as far as like dating out here, I, I recently had this uh, revelation with a friend. The reason why I think a lot of guys out here act like they don't care or they act like F boys, I guess, is because <laughs> They wanted to be treated like girls. Like I've come across, I've never come across this type of guy before, but like you'll have an interaction with a guy, you think it goes really well. And then they are the ones that hit you up like the next week asking to hang out. And then you're like, yeah, sure. Let's hang out. And then like the day you'll talk about it like multiple times throughout that week. And then the day finally comes around and then they won't say anything. And I'm not the type of girl to be like, hey, are we still on for today? Yeah. Because I'm not going to do that. Like, if you want to make plans, like, follow through with them. Um, and I, I don't know. I've just I've never in, interacted with such, like, flaky men yeah. in my life. But I think it's because they want to be treated like girls. <laughs> what, what do you mean, want to be treated like girls? I'm like, curious. they want to, they want to be the, want the ones to be pursued. There's a lot of oh, ego going yeah. on. See, and I'm old school. I'm, like, I'm like, pursue yeah. me, please. Like, I'm, I mean, I grew Same. up in the South, but like, I'm, I'm very like traditional where I'm like, I want the man to pursue me. I'm not going to literally blow up your phone and text you every day. I, I can't do mm -hmm. that. Like, I, I want the man to pursue me. And I do think there has been, uh, especially in LA and like the big city hubs, like a lot of guys are just used to girls, like just flocking over them and I'm like no they think I should be like calling them FaceTiming them every day I'm like no yeah. I'm busy <laughs> like I'm I'm working on my stuff too but I hate the flaking oh I've I had an episode about the flakiness I don't know what it is like the day of the day like it, this is ghost like crickets like what what mm -hmm. is it you want me to call you like three times to confirm like this is not opentable.com this is a date so right. like, chill <laughs> um yeah that's interesting so I, I like now the analogy where they want you to treat them like a girl very weird I, I don't like yeah that. The, I, I just had that light bulb moment I was like I get it I don't think they're all like necessarily like assholes but yeah. I also I'm like you where I'm like traditional I like the guy to pursue me so yeah. if the guy is not putting the effort there I just don't really see it happening. And also a lot of the guys out here are boring too. Like you'll meet the most successful people and, or the most successful guys and they just have no personality or they can't hold a conversation. So that's the situation I'm at. I've tried dating a couple guys the first time, the first couple months I came here and the past six months has just been like, nope, don't talk to me. I'm yeah. in my, my growth phase. I'm going to work on myself. Well, how about friends? 
You've you've met like good friends, or you had good friends out there, because I think that was what's beneficial. Because you even in Miami, you get the fake net, and people are like, "Oh, it's all L.A. fake." No, it's my it's always the big city hub cities. You get the fake, mm-hmm. and I I lucked out getting like a good friend group as soon as I moved here, like the most genuine friend group ever. So, um, and then yeah, that's awesome. helped me transition better. How about like how's the friend life out there? <laughs> friend life. Um, it's it's good. Like I, it, it's like. I don't know. It's one of those places where I feel like I have a lot of like friends, but not a lot of like super close friends that I can rely on. Like if I was, you know, if I went to the hospital for need to get picked up from the airport, I have like probably two or three close friends here. And then I still have in my best friend who lives in Chicago. I have a really strong crew in Chicago still, um, who I'm super grateful for. But, um, as far as like friends out here, I think, you know, I've only been here a year actually like exactly this month. Um, so I think it takes time to like find those people who are going to stick by you and I'm still figuring out who those people are. Um, but as far as networking, it's, it's really great. Like I I can literally call up any person on my phone if you need like, you know, to book an event or if you need to like go to fly to Miami, stay at a place in Miami. If I feel like if I need to go anywhere, do anything, I have connections for that. But as far as um, real actual friendships. That's, that's something I've been trying to work on more recently. Yeah. And I think that's important. Everyone places, like we said earlier, the emphasis on finding like the love of your life. But I think it's honestly more important to find good friends that will stick by you and genuine friends. And I mean, I, mm-hmm. I probably have like four genuine friends in my entire life, but I know they have, I have one or two here in Florida and one in North Carolina and one in Hawaii living her best life. But, uh, I know if I call them up, if I was like, dying they would be there and you know that's all you need you don't have to have like 25,000 yeah. fr- like good friends and um but you know I, I think that's my if anyone's tried like you're new and I'm I, this has been a year here in Florida so I think it's very important like who cares about the dating apps finding friends is like what's what yeah. matters the most but all right what's next before we like close this up and I'll let you go and get back to your rainy LA day we were talking about that earlier <laughs> Um, yeah, nothing much. I'm, I'm working on move. I know you said you're moving as well. Um, I'm moving in like a week and a half. So that's all that's consuming my, my brain right now, but I'm super excited for this new place. I feel like I've been going through a lot of growth in the past couple of months. Um, you know, mental health is something that I'm passionate about and I've really been trying to work on myself before I put out anything, you know, for other people. Um, and I feel like I'm finally at a place where I can comfortably do that and like you know I, I want to get away from the the dating show scene a little bit and yeah. just move more towards a like a healthier approach to like social media in general because my social media usage has been like out the window lately so um just having more of like a, a solidified plan and you know getting back to people who actually care about me like family values um and I'm excited for like the holidays coming up too so yeah me um, too I'm excited yeah. for the holidays and it's good reset and uh mm-hmm. kind of figure out being with your family always helps me reset I don't know about you but I'm, I'm really happy yeah. to have you on and I'm, I'm glad you're passionate about mental health and everyone needs to realize like it doesn't matter if you're on a show like you're a real person and you have real things going on in your life so I know a lot of my friends who've been on shows been stigmatized I get stigmatized on social media and modeling and 
God knows what, but, uh, it's, uh, it's also a friendly reminder to those people who are listening. Like, you know, you see this glamorous stuff on TV or crazy stuff on TV or even social media, but we're also real people and we deal with real mental health struggles. So I feel like it's mm-hmm. important for a lot of people to realize you don't, don't glamorize everybody's life. Everyone's going through, um, something and, uh, I'm, I'm glad you advocate for mental health because a lot of people kind of overlook that. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm super happy to have you on. Um, thank you for taking your time out of your day, telling us a little bit about you. And I, I followed you on Instagram, so I'll, I'll continue to watch your journey and listen to some headbanger okay. jams coming up soon. <laughs> Hopefully you come to Miami and I'll, I'll definitely come see you or hang out, get coffee yes. or listen to you know a set if you have something going on here. Oh my God, I would love that. Yes. <laughs> thank you for having me on. I had a great time. Oh, I appreciate it. You have an amazing LA day. <laughs> you too back in Miami thanks for having me all right bye girl all right guys I hope you enjoyed this interview please make sure to like subscribe comment follow whatever you got to do to help the traction keep up with this podcast because we've been getting quite a few downloads and I'm really happy you guys have been enjoying it I get messages on Instagram saying that you really love the latest podcast or podcasts that are coming up you've been giving me advice on who to interview next so guys keep it coming I really want to grow this thing it's kind of been a fun like hobby for me right now so I'm really excited you guys have tuned in have listened to Sarah and Mick's interview um, again like subscribe comment do what you gotta do to make this podcast on top so let's keep growing it and i appreciate you guys and we're gonna continue to have some more um, people throughout the holidays if you've had any suggestions any tips on who i should interview next what i should talk about in my next show um just hit me up on instagram at victoria v-e-s-c-e until then i'll catch y'all next time thanks for listening to validated by victoria mm-hmm.